Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we go splitsies on a gift for Dr. Mario's retirement party. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We have got a good show for you today. We are going to be talking about the news from the week, including the new game from the developer of Stardew Valley. And then on Thursday, Game & Watch Month concludes. But Mark, in the meantime, how are you doing? I'm doing great, uh, Patrick. Uh, happy almost Halloween. Thank you. Happy almost Halloween to you as well. I- any big Halloween plans? Can I ask? What are you oh. dressing up as this year? No, no costume this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't. I, I, I honestly, I'm trying to remember the last time I wore a costume. It's been a while. I never really liked growing up. I never loved uh, dressing up for Halloween. I always felt, for whatever reason, a s- strange like pressure to have like a oh. good costume. Yeah, pressure that I'm sure was applied only to myself by myself. You know what I mean? You're saying you felt this as a kid? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I I remember feeling after moving to LA where I was like, oh, I like the friend groups or the people that I am like near, like take it seriously. Oh, uh uh-huh. Like I I feel like especially just like in in any, like in the comedy community, it was like that where like people were like wearing costumes. Mm. Like where it's like a big deal. And I'm just like, I can't. <laughs> I just I just don't have the bandwidth for it. I don't care. I don't want to spend money on it. You know yeah. I mean? Never really liked it as a kid. And so that sort of like anxiety that goes around it has always like followed me through the years. And yeah. so, yeah. We're being big bummers about this. <laughs> well, happy Halloween anyways. Uh, yeah. Yes, indeed. Eat a little too much candy. It'll be all right. Um. Speaking of things that we can be huge bummers about, my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch. Would you like to borrow it? You can certainly try. All you gotta do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com and give us a mailing address where I can send you my copy of this Nintendo Switch game that you play for as long as you want. You send it back. It doesn't cost you anything. You also don't have to play it while it's in your possession. You can just admire it or uh, spit at it. Maybe don't spit on it. <laughs> but I guess we wouldn't really know if you spit on it and then like wiped it off you mean i don't want anyone mailing loogies back to me is what i'm saying <laughs> i think that's fair i don't think that's unreasonable i think that is fair mm-hmm. there also may be a copy of untitled goose game in there instead of sonic forces which i guess is sort of like me mailing a loogie to someone right it's a better a it's the better game though is the thing mm-hmm. anyway it's like a loogie you desire Let's not probe too much into that. Uh, get on the list. <laughs> Another thing you can do is you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, we appreciate it so much. It helps people find the show. One thing, uh, Patrick, I haven't actually, I guess, run this by you, so you may feel differently. But, uh, you know, I one request, if you are a member of, like, an international spy ring, Oh, I think we would just oh, ask that you what? don't. What is this? <laughs> that you don't use uh, your five star review to like leave a message for your contacts. Uh, you know, in the organization, mm-hmm. we don't really want to get caught up in anything that we're not prepared to handle. 
um, international espionage being one of those. Well, well, so hold on, though, because if it is a coded message, maybe it just looks like a very positive review. I guess that's... I'm not going to say no to that, Mark. You're right. Okay, that's fair. So whether it's a five-star review uh-huh. that is truly positive or only because you're trying to let your you know contact in Belgium know right. that they've been made, either way, we'll accept a five-star review. A five-star review is this five-star review. And if you uh, leave us a review anywhere else and you would like us to shout you out, uh, we are only checking the Apple Podcast Store. Um, so shoot us an email, uh, tweet at us, let us know. We are more than happy to shout you out on the show. Um, also, this month, now, October, which is almost over, is in fact Game & Watch Month. We will be concluding it on Thursday. We've got some fun uh, things planned for next week. Um, very excited. I'm, I'm sad to see Game & Watch Month go. Yeah, me too. It's been a lot of fun. It has, it's been eye-opening. Um, all right, Mark, let's get into what we have been playing. Uh, I beat Metroid Dread last week, right? Uh, we, we talked about it, um, on last week's news episode. Um, but I picked it up again this last weekend cause I was like, I'd like to try to beat it more quickly, right? Cause the, the game has these, uh, these thresholds, right? That if you beat it in under eight hours, you get, uh, you know, one set of like rewards at the end. And if you beat it under four hours, there are even more. Wow. Um, and so I was like, let, and the, my first time through, it was almost nine hours. Uh, and I was like, okay, well I can, I, I can, I can do better than that. And I was really cruising along this weekend. Right. Like, like I was like, oh my God, I'm making such good time. I've, I've already got the, uh, the, the phase dash or whatever it's called. Uh, that's not what it's called, but that, that thing that lets you dash around. Um, and I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get there in under four. Mark, I got to tell you, I'm at three hours and 58 minutes and 20 seconds, and there's no way I'm going to finish it in the next minute 40. (laughs) Um, But I'm, 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 uh, that does mean that I will clear it in under eight. Um, And like going back through it for like the, the second time and just being more sort of like aware of what the world asks of you, being more aware of like Samus's movement capabilities. Um, and also just like knowing what are what dead ends are in fact dead ends. Um, I'm finding the game much quicker uh, and just like more action packed this time. That's I'm awesome. really enjoying it. Have you been playing on hard? No, or just I doing have on, not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I have also been playing Metroid Dread. I last week I I still have not beat the final boss. I haven't really attempted the final boss. I did it once. Uh, I think like once or twice early in the week. And then I kind of set it aside, um, but uh, listener Alana encouraged me to to go back and get try to get some of like the power ups that I had missed to just be a little more uh, yeah like stocked up mm-hmm. when I go to try to beat that final boss again. And so I have been going back and doing that, but I have been and I have more of like missiles and other things like that. So I do feel like I'm in a better place, uh, but. I also have realized like there are a lot there's a lot of depth in the Samus's movement that I have not that I had not really like been playing with uh-huh. and that I don't I I am not skilled at currently and in order to get some of the items that I had missed you need to be like really skilled with like the shine spark and stuff. Yeah, like it's, being it's able all to about like running without like running into something. Yeah, yeah, so you can like what something that I didn't realize is you can shine spark 
and then but you don't have to exhaust it, right? If you like shine yeah. spark and then like stop shine sparking, you can you're you can maintain you're still, like, charged up. Yeah, yeah, you're still charged up, and so you can uh, do it multiple times. And that is a move that is beyond me. Like in uh, and I'm just finding it frustrating to try to like achieve some of these. Like I spent like half an hour trying to do it on one of it, and it's just like. All right, I'm just not going to get this like missile plus upgrade. Like it's just not yeah, going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And so I think I'm at the point where I just want to go back and try t- that final boss again. Um, but I have really loved my time with Metroid Dread. But I am just like I was talking about last week, itching to get back to Skyward Sword. And so I, I don't know how much more I'm going to like try. I, I don't know how much more time I'm going to put into like uh, beating Metroid Dread as making that like my p- primary gaming focus. Yeah, I think it might just become something that I, you know, I'll give it a good college try. And if I am not able to beat that final boss sometime this week, I'll probably just set it aside for a little bit and come back to it in the future. Um, I, I bet with the uh, additional power-ups that you've... Do you, do you have more energy tanks? Than I do you have put? more okay. energy tanks. I feel like um, I, I, do, I am going to do a little bit more exploring because I think earlier, in some of the earlier areas, there's some energy tanks and some other things that are like lower hanging fruit that yeah. I could probably go back and get now that uh, aren't as involved. And so, because I do, I, I feel like energy tanks are like, if I can get more energy tanks, I think I'll be fine. Right. You know what right, I mean? Right, like yeah. uh, the missiles and other stuff I'm not as concerned about. Um, just going in with a little more health would be good. But the and other stuff, and we're tiptoeing around it, right? Because it maybe is like a little bit of a spoiler that the... Yeah, I maybe, don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't really know. I feel like th- this will be our last week tiptoeing around. Like, yes, there we go. The weapons that you get, like that kind of stuff. So be the last time, and then next week we'll start talking about it. I guess we won't really necessarily like openly spoil the last boss or anything. Um, at this point, at this point, but it's uh, there's so much we're not spoiling at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Well, then maybe we just uh, move on from Metroid Dread Talk. Um, I had friends over yesterday, and we played Super Mario Party. Um, I know the new Mario Party, which is called Mario Party Superstars, which is confusing, because now, like, the super is back in the title, but now it's at the end instead of at the beginning. Anyway, um, we, uh, I, I, I forgot how much fun it is to play, um, Super Mario Party in a room with four people, um, and doing the... Uh, like co-op river rafting uh, mode, um, which is just the best. I'm positive it's not returning in this new one. It may never be in a Mario Party again, but man, what a great mode. Um, Just to like have something that everyone can like work together on and like you're doing a lot of like shouting to coordinate and I don't know. It's it's, it's a, a, a great in the room feeling. Yeah, it's I, I feel like Super Mario Party is one of those games where at this point online... It should just be table stakes for this kind of stuff. Yeah. But on the other hand, you're like, yeah, but like a Mario Party game shines when everybody's in the same room playing it. Yeah. Well, and it's almost like what I know that like the the new the new game is like fully online, and that's like part of you know its selling point is like play Mario Party online with your friends. Um, but like, is that what I want out of Mario Party? Like to know that there's someone. 2,000 miles away who's also having, like, kind of a fun... No, I want to, like, be in the room. I want someone to, like, you know, kind of elbow me a little bit as we're, like, getting competitive or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it, It'll be interesting to see um, how uh, that game is received. 
I've also been putting a little bit more time into the Game & Watch Gallery games. Um, there are a few games that keep, like, pulling me back yeah. that I want to keep spending a little bit more time in. I'm still really enjoying Helmet, even though slight debug. Sad to say, <laughs> I did make a mistake. It is, an, and it, it makes sense that in Helmet, it is not a Yoshi that is tossing mines right. and it's, it's hammers a, it's a Koopa at you. Paratroopa. It's a Koopa Paratroopa. Right, and... It, it's fu- I don't know like I think it's funny that somewhere in your head you were like oh yeah the Yoshis can be enemies too because you thought that the Yoshis were after the eggs in yeah eggs. that's right yeah, yeah I don't know why um for whatever reason I I blame it on the like medical procedure prep I was doing yeah sure okay low blood enough. sugar <laughs> you know. Just like staring at these things, being like, that can be a Yoshi. Everything can be a Yoshi. Everything could be a Yoshi. All right, Mark, that's what we've been playing this week. Let's get into the new releases and what might be a Yoshi next week. Yesterday, Ah! October 25th, um, the Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack was released. Presumably, we're recording this ahead of time. uh, Including the Nintendo 64 library, Mario Kart 64, uh, Super Mario 64, Star Fox 64, Yoshi Story, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, Winback, uh, Mario Tennis, Dr. Mario 64, and Sin and Punishment available at launch. Uh, and also the Sega Genesis Library, which is uh, Song of the Hedgehog 2, Streets of Rage 2, Echo the Dolphin, Castlevania Bloodlines, Golden Axe, Strider, Contra Hardcore, uh, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, Gunstar Heroes, uh, Musha, Husha, Mu- I think I, that's a typo. I think it's Musha, um, or M U S H A. I don't know what the game is. Fantasy Star Four, The End of the Millennium, Rise Star, Shining Force, and Shinobi Three, um, which is a lot of games mm-hmm. uh, coming to the service, uh, all sort of at once. Yeah, I um, I'm looking forward to those Nintendo 64 games. I'm I am as well, uh, and I'm excited to figure out what we're going to do to like. Uh, sort of celebrate them on this show um but i'm also like echo the dolphin is a game that i've always like been sort of interested in but never actually played like i think there may be some fun to be had in these genesis games the echo the dolphin i remember like being in that the first area which is very small there's not a lot going on like a ton but i never really understood that game and so that is interesting to me. I'm also kind of interested in Sonic the Hedgehog 2. You know, I, I never played a lot of Sonic games. I didn't own a Genesis growing up, but I loved Sonic Mania. Kind of finally, like, understood how Sonic works and how it, like, yeah. is a very different experience from Mario. And so, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is supposed to be an amazing game. So I, I am interested in checking that one out as well. Uh, Let's see what else is on there. Golden Axe, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, I'm I'm excited for this uh, service to launch. I I always like having a new uh, Nintendo Switch Online library to organize. Um, you know, I'm a fan of uh, prioritizing games I will actually play and shunning games that I'll never touch. Um, but I'm also like. Uh, I know Sin and Punishment has been available on like the the Wii and stuff, but I've never actually gone back to uh, check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it is a a curiosity of mine, uh, and I'm going to satisfy that curiosity. Also, Nintendo published a FAQ for the Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion pack, and they mentioned a couple of things that I can't remember if we knew for sure or if they were confirmed or anything like that. 
So one of them, which I know the Nintendo hand mentioned, is that they'll continue to add games to all four Nintendo Switch Online libraries. Including so, Genesis. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So the NES, the SNES, um, the Nintendo 64, and the Sega Genesis. The, in the like initial reveal in the Nintendo Direct for uh, Plus Expansion Pack, they specifically called out games that were coming to the Nintendo 64, but they didn't say anything about additional Genesis games, so we didn't know for sure. But yes, yeah, so there will be new Genesis games. They haven't said what those will be, but um, we know that there will be some in the future. Additionally, mm-hmm. they showed off, uh, you know, in that direct, they said, hey, here are some Nintendo 64 games that are coming in the future. And they didn't say some. They said, here are Nintendo 64 games that are coming in the future. Right. Which but is- this FAQ says some. Which leads me to believe, leads us to believe collectively, leads the show to believe (laughs) that there will be games in addition to the like six or seven that they that they already mentioned. Right. Which are Banjo Kazooie, F Zero X, Kirby sixty four, Mario Golf, Paper Mario, Pokemon Snap, and Majora's Mask. Yeah. Which I you know like follows because. There are a lot of Nintendo 64 games that are not in this list. Right. So Donkey Kong 64, among them, I guess. I'm right. going to say principally, but like that's uh, for, for me, that's one where I'm like, yeah, give, give, me, give me that game. Yeah. So Where's um, Wave Race? I know. That's another one. Uh, where's Pilot Wings? Yeah. Both of those yeah. feel like huge omissions that uh, would be great to see on here someday. Yeah. Um, in other new releases, so today, October 26th, Stubbs the Zombie in Rebel Without a Pulse is released on Switch. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy Cloud version is available on the Switch eShop. Does it feel like this game just sort of like, I know it was only revealed at E3, right? Like we didn't even know that it was a, a thing. And now it's just like coming out. Yeah. I, I guess feel- it's the same timeline as uh, Metroid Dread. But for whatever reason, I feel like um, they're hasn't been as much like coverage of this game yeah. as I would expect. Cause I, I, you know, I definitely see articles and stuff on IGN, but it, it just, it was a surprise when it was revealed. I actually really liked the trailer, but I still don't entirely know what to make of this game. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Well, and I, I think there's like a little bit of the, I'm going to say stink, but I don't know that I mean that. Uh, like the stink of uh, the Avengers game that uh, Square Enix uh, made. Uh-huh. Uh, sort of like just floating around like the, triple a marvel space um that it's like i don't i think just everyone is we're all collectively tempering our expectations Mm -hmm. um but this is a game that i'm really interested in playing i won't get it on the switch um because i'm not really interested in uh playing with a a cloud version but like yeah it it looks like it has the sort of final fantasy 7 remake style of, of combat to it where you are like controlling one character is just sort of like chipping away and then like earning the ability to command the other characters to do more impressive stuff. Um, and I mean, that's uh, super fun and fast and engaging in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, so maybe it could be here too. And then on uh, Thursday, October 28th, Fatal Frame made in a Black Water, which is a re release of the Wii U previous Wii U exclusive, is available on the Switch eShop. And then finally, on Friday, October 29th, Mario Party Superstars is released on Switch. Yeah, uh, Mario Party Superstars. I mean, that's we already uh, sort of sort of talked about it. Where is your uh, level of excitement for uh, Mario Party Superstars? So same, kind of similar to Super Mario Party. I uh, enjoy Mario Party games, but I've never like been really excited to purchase one before. 
So this for me is like, oh yeah, if I find myself in an opportunity or something where I need a good party game, Super Mario or Mario Party Superstars is probably one that all you know like uh, would consider. But it's not something that I plan to pick up at launch. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 right there with you in that like, I I I feel like having a Mario Party game on your Switch is probably enough. Like having two feels like a lot, right? It feels like you're a Mario Party guy at that point. Um, All right, uh, those are the new releases, Mark. Let's close this out. Which brings us to a regular segment on our show. It is time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance, 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Uh, Mark, we were asked to continue our conversation about the uh, flavors of LaCroix. Um we are on we are just reviewing the the core flavors kind of just giving a simple thumbs up simple thumbs down uh and i i believe the last thing that we were talking about was the pomplamoose flavor which is like the grapefruit um and i don't remember if we got to weigh in on it or not no i think uh as we started to talk about it that's when the applause happened got it i feel like pomplamoose is um it's the, I think it's the first one like I was introduced to. So mm-hmm. I think of it as like the er LaCroix flavor. That's funny. I, I feel like I came into it late or like I, I, I feel like I spent so much time in the lemon lime plain. <laughs> lemon lime plain. And then it was like pomplamoose. It's a funny word. What are we French? Um, and but I, I, I love it. It's so it's so like, uh, yeah, you're right. Like it feels like the er now. But it was it was not a an early experience for me. So thumbs up for me. Thumbs up Pomple for me too. Uh, next up, coconut. I've never had it. I don't think I've ever had it either. I gotta say, just looking at the can and seeing the amount of like brown that's on the can, a little off putting. I'm hesitant. Yeah, I am. I, I in general, I am not the biggest like coconut flavor fan. Mm-hmm. So did I you don't go know. through the, the 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 coconut water uh, phase with everyone? No, I think it's super gross. You pa- you pass on. Yeah, I, I remember like uh, messing around with it a little bit when it was like a big deal, and then like not like I, I can't I can't get excited about it. Yeah, I Patrick, maybe this is something that uh, we should experience together. The is coconut. We should we should try it because what if it's really good? What if we're letting life pass us by? <sighs> yeah. Oh, okay, but that could be. That's the same. You could apply that to anything. I, I guess I, anything. Could I be guess good we need to be a little tried. more like Jim Carrey and Yes Man. And uh, how's that? What happens in that movie? <laughs> he just says he says yes to everything. Oh, okay. I think you know what happens. <laughs> You're in the movie, right. Yes you got Man. me. Uh, passion, passion fruit. fruit. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I've, I've, I've had I've it. Thumbs had up. It. Thumbs up. Okay. Um, d- does it taste effectively like passion fruit, or is none it just of sort these of taste uh, like? Well, like the lemon tastes like lemon. Okay, you you, you got me. <laughs> you got me. That's all I ever want is to get you. Um, mango. I haven't had this one. Um, I've had the mango. I don't. It, uh, mango is such a strong flavor, right? Um, and uh, it's one of those where like there is the sort of ag- agreed upon, this is what like mango flavoring is, and this is what an actual mango tastes like. And I feel like the LaCroix mango achieves neither. Ooh, okay. So I'm going to give it a thumbs down. Got it. Apricot. I haven't had. Th- I haven't had th- this row is kind of a wash for me. Other yeah, than I've, fruit. I've, I've, I've not had this one. Just trying to imagine it though, I'm not excited about it. <laughs> Apricots like a dried fruit, right? Um, or they're fresh apricots. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. I mean, in order for there to be dried ones. Well, right. Yes, of course. But uh, like, but yes, yes. You can buy an apricot in the store. Like you don't and have eat fresh it. raisins. They're grapes. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, an apricot are can plums. be. Uh, yes, an apricot. Uh, you can buy fresh apricots. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, tangerine. Oh, thumbs up. Like it. Uh, yeah, it. It, it it is another just like riff on the citrus. Yeah, right? totally, so, totally fine. Mm-hmm. Key lime. Uh, yes, I will. I will give a thumbs up to king lime. Um, did you say king lime? <laughs> Oops. Oops. Uh, I'm going to give a thumbs down to Key Lime. Uh, kind of because when I want lime, I just want the lime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I understand it's like a different-ish fruit. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just not what I expect and therefore not what I want. Yeah, not to tip my uh, hand too much, but uh, Key Lime reminds me of like the limoncello flavor a little bit. Yeah. Where it's like the lime you expect with like a little something extra, but I think it works better in key lime than the limoncello. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. Hibiscus. Uh, so this is a thumbs down for me. It tastes too much like sweet tarts. It's a yeah. little too chemically. All right, thumb, thumbs down. Uh, pes- oh, I don't know what this is. Pes- pastic. Pastic? Or pastique. Pest- we'll never know. No, we'll never know. It's uh, watermelon. It's watermelon. It's, I, I love this flavor. It, it's a little bit sour, uh, which I really like. I'm super into uh, the watermelon flavor. Never had it. Um, Lemoncello. Okay, so thumbs down for me. Yeah, it's th- a little, it's a little too, too much. Black raspberry. <laughs> Two Zs. Oh, oh no. no! We still didn't finish. No, we have three left. What do you think? Do we just go for it? Do we yeah, ignore re- the applause? Do we yeah, plow re- right real through? quick, real quick? Black raspberry. I'm gonna go thumbs down. I'm gonna. I don't know that I've had this one. Yeah, Actually, me I, neither. I, but I'm gonna thumbs down uh, <laughs> preemptively on principle. Yeah. This one, I, the next one, I haven't had either. Guava San Paulo. I have not had it, but that sounds so evocative. I, I think want we it. gotta. We I think, gotta get a hold yeah, of that one. Yes, for uh, sure. And then finally, uh, beach plum. So I'm thumbs up on the flavor, thumbs down on the name, just because. Um, when have you had a plum on the beach? <laughs> <laughs> but the weird thing is, like, it doesn't taste like plum, and so the name is a win in copywriting because it's evocative of like a thing that doesn't exist. Yeah, but you taste it, and you're like, all right, yeah, beach plum, yeah, sure. sure. This is one of those beach plums. <laughs> so we were accompanied today by pianist Kyle Shaw. Mark, let's get into the news. So I would say after much anticipation, Concerned yes. Ape, the developer of Stardew Valley, has revealed their next game project, and it is the Haunted Chocolatier. Boy, do I love that! That what 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 a what a great name! What an amazing name! Haunted Chocolatier. I love it so much. Uh, Concerned Ape is one person who developed the entirety of Stardew Valley and is de- developing the entirety of Haunted Chocolatier by themselves. So there's no release date, no even hint of a release date. My guess is it is still a few years off. Yeah. But well, because uh, Stardew Valley has received support for a long time. Like, didn't multiplayer come to it just like within the last like year, year? or two? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It has gotten a lot of free updates. Um, I am so excited for this. I loved Stardew Valley. It is probably one of my favorite games of all time. Definitely yeah. one of my favorite games that I've played on Switch. The early gameplay video, like the trailer that was shown off, um, it shows that it, it's it doesn't seem all that different from Stardew Valley. No, it retains the same sort of art style. It looks like it is also like resource gathering and management, but just in a new world, which is really it, I think is such a great idea. Like I feel like the, we have a lot of farm simulators, but I don't necessarily know that we've seen. 
or at least that I'm not aware and I have not played of a lot of games that take those same sort of like ideas and that same sort of like comforting setting and putting it into just a a different scenario. Yeah, I mean, and there's there there is obviously something very like you say comforting about like the sort of everything takes place in a village or like a single town, um, and you're just sort of uh, like gathering resources and getting to know people within that context. Like it, it's interesting that um, Harvest Moon is sort of the progenitor of like that sort of idea, and so like farming has just been attached to it. So now we associate. Like, oh, yeah, a game where you live in a village is also probably a farming game. Right. right? Um, and, like, Animal Crossing does it with, like, nothing where, like, you just live in the village. Um, but, yeah, why not have a game where you make chocolate and, like, make candy and stuff? That's cool. Yeah. And, you know, maybe I'm sure there's more going on than just what we saw. No, in this no, no. Just brief, making chocolate <laughs> brief, candy. brief uh, trailer. This seems like there's maybe a little more sci-fi stuff going on. You travel to, like, worlds via paintings. Things yeah, like that. Mario 64 style. Uh, the music was amazing in the trailer. Um, again, no release date, but boy, am I excited for this whenever it happens. I, Like I said, I loved Stardew Valley. I'm always, especially with all of the updates, I'm always tempted to go back and like start a new playthrough. But um, part of me is like, maybe I should just wait until Cha- Haunted Chocolatier comes well, out. We have no idea when that's going to be, though, Mark. <laughs> I, I feel like uh, Concerned Ape and Stardew Valley is to you like um, Yacht Club and Shovel Knight is to me. Yeah. That we both have these like um, uh, these pet indie studios and game series that we just like absolutely love and whatever they do next, like we're just there for it. Um, And they're wildly different like genres of games, but like there's there's something very, uh, I don't know, just like pleasing about that, that like you've got that and I've got uh, the other one. Yeah, that is that is really nice. Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camps has been delayed to spring 2022. The remake like collection was originally supposed to release uh, December 3rd, but we haven't heard or seen anything of the game yeah. since E3 where it was announced, which is a little weird with it being not that far away, but now we know why. It, right. was, uh, it has been delayed to 2022 now. Um, That's a really good point. I hadn't really considered that like... Nintendo is usually very good about like teasing out their uh, upcoming releases with just like little videos um, and just like other information about them. But yeah, since E3, we haven't really heard. Yeah, it just kind of disappeared. Yeah. And so this is one that uh, I was looking, I'm looking forward to. Um, I'm kind of glad that it got pushed to next year. Again, I feel like I have such like a immediate, I, I of course have a you know like long-term backlog of games right but my, my like immediate lo- uh, backlog feels a little bit like a log jam yeah and so it's nice to not a have log jam <laughs> <laughs> uh it's nice to not have this like on the immediate horizon yeah because i'm fine if there is no you know like uh nintendo game in december that i feel like i need to pick up uh so that way I can spend some time in the holidays, you know, uh, finishing Skyward Sword or finally beating Metroid Dread or actually playing Dragon Quest XI S Echoes of Elusive Age Definitive Edition for the I Nintendo will believe Switch. that when I see that, Mark. Yeah, it, um, yeah I, I'm also uh, kind of content to let this one be uh, kicked into next year. It did make me uh, seriously think about going back to the originals because uh, I have them both uh, one and two on the uh Wii U virtual console for the Game Boy Advance. Um 
because like that's a fun genre to like dig into especially like over a um a, a break like this was going to be you know, like sort of over christmas maybe a little like travel built in there or something but i can't travel with the wii u so what am i talking about <laughs> um yeah i mean it, it, always a little bit of a bummer when a game doesn't come out when you want it to but um you know i would rather it be good so Masahiro Sakurai explained a little bit more about the process of getting Sora into Smash Brothers Ultimate in his latest column for the Japanese gaming magazine, Famitsu. And this is as translated by Nintendo Everything, saying, quote, One day the opportunity appeared. I happened to meet a Disney rep at an awards ceremony, and as I began explaining to him how we'd like to add Sora to the game, he told me that Disney thought it would be a great idea, too. What? <laughs> of course, that wasn't something that could be decided there and then. The higher-ups might have different ideas. What followed was long conversations between Nintendo, Square Enix, and Disney, and in the end, we were given the go-ahead. We had our sixth fighter for Fighters Pass Volume 2. Truth be told, Fighter Pass Volume 2 was only supposed to have five characters like the first pass. Deciding on which fighters would be included happened early, so we delayed Sora in anticipation that he would make it later on. Preparation continued before we were sure it would actually go ahead, and our efforts ultimately got Sora a spot on the roster. Um, what is going on? Why is Masahiro Sakurai running into a Disney rep at an awards ceremony? <laughs> and that's how this gets started? Like, what? no one is proceeding with intention. Like, you want Sora in the game? Start the conversation with Disney. Yeah, I. but I mean, but maybe it's one of the... Maybe it's one of those things where, like, we think that it's really easy for somebody in Nintendo to just, like, pick up the phone and, yeah. you know, like, call somebody at Disney. But 1-800-DISNEY. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe, but, you know, but, like, uh, I feel like all of these things probably happen because people have relationships with other people in yeah. the companies. And so you need that sort of, like, groundwork in. Maybe, you know, maybe that's what it need what it needed i mean i wonder if uh they like could have been in a good place for those conversations and then they were like oh illumination entertainment <laughs> i don't know guys or maybe it was one of those things where like they both you know like uh uh were really interested but they were both you know like um nervous about talking to the other one. Oh sure so they were like no i'm not gonna bring it up because they're gonna say no Right, so like Nintendo is like passing a note to I don't know Bandai Namco, who's like gonna show it to Disney. And right, it's like, Do exactly. Do you like me? Yes, no. Maybe. Yeah, can Sora be in Smash? Uh, yes, yeah. no, maybe. Check one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they checked yes. <laughs> or they probably checked maybe more than anything else. Uh, also in the article, he talks a little uh, in the column. He talks a little bit about his future, saying, "Quote: The long production time made me think that there are, there are only so many more titles I can have a hand in developing." which made me a little uneasy about the future. I think it's great that we were able to make headlines in the game industry through our development and presentations. Smash is just a completely different beast. I'd like to once again extend my thanks to the developers who have entrusted their worlds to us. That's sweet. That is sweet. Yeah. But yeah, when you think like, you know, it's been at least six years, you know, of somebody, of people's lives working on Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, um, that's a lot of time to dedicate, you know, to like a single project. So yeah. it must feel, I, I can't, I genuinely can't really imagine what it feels like to end development on a game like this. Yeah. Well, and not just, uh, being a game that's been in development for so long, but as he says, like both of these things that it's, uh, such a high profile thing that like everyone's paying attention to it and that you're sort of borrowing all these other worlds yeah. and characters, um, where like. It's all a very like handle with care sort of, and everyone 
is just like a, an exposed nerve when it comes to Smash, right? Like everyone has so many expectations and you get excited about things. You get nervous about things being bad. Um, so yeah, it's it's been a high wire act and it's neat to see them like finally get to the other side. Yeah, totally. Um, Grasshopper Manufacturer, home of No More Heroes creator Suda51, has been acquired by Chinese conglomerate NetEase. The company's stated goal is to provide Suda51, quote, a worry-free environment, uh, end quote, where Grasshopper Manufacturer can focus on development. Um, that's interesting. I feel like every time we talk about Suda51, uh, it is in the context of some developer or publisher being like, we just want Suda to be Suda. Like, <laughs> we know he's a weirdo and makes weird games. Um, so I guess it's nice that like they're finding it. Not not a home. They're not being like acquired by them, right? They're they're like merging. Well, I mean, Netties is enormous. Okay, like okay. you know, like uh, Netties is this enormous conglomerate, and their gaming division is very large as well. Um, and I think has been on a bit of an acquisition spree, but it, oh. but also they are um like the development company that's behind Diablo Immortal. Like they're they're very oh, okay. large. And so, uh, no, I think this is definitely, like, just Netty's, like, acquiring them and up. adding okay. them to their stable of studios. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, I I don't know what to expect from this, right? I think they said that, you know, like, they are hoping to have three games from Gamp, uh, Grasshopper Manufacturer in the next decade. But, like, does, does Studio 51 want a bigger budget? Like, does he need bigger budget? Or is there right, plan to give right, him, right, right. you know, like, the same sort of like this restriction similar money yeah. and then it's just kind of like go nuts yeah it's weird because like he he does seem to have a a budget range that he like functions well within and like maybe having a bigger budget like frees him up but also maybe it like breaks his creative process like who knows yeah yeah i i don't know i feel like uh for as far as long as i've been aware of suda 51 he's always played in that like his games a space of my games are really strange yeah and so they have like a limited budget because they have such a niche audience and so i don't know if that's like out of necessity or if that's like what he has desired because i feel like you know um especially with grasshopper manufacture it's kind of like a platinum situation where you are such at the mercy of whatever publisher yeah. is willing to fund your next game. So maybe having a little bit more um, stability would be good. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I also wonder if like, um, you know, it, it's always been a, like you say, like a, a, a niche interest, right. That there have been, there are grasshopper fans and Studio 51 fans. Um, but, you know, sort of as an outcropping of that, there are no more heroes fans, which is obviously bigger. Cause like it's, it's a brand name, right? You don't have to know the name of a company or the name of a specific developer who's got a number in his name, like, right? You're just knowing No More Heroes as a franchise. Um, and I wonder how big that has become, like if that is something that can sort of buoy the rest of the studio, just having this big name attached to it. Like, I'm, I'm just curious what like the next thing out of Grasshopper um, will be and like how big it could get. Yeah, and does this mean that like No More Heroes uh, as a series is on pause mm. while he said it know. was over remember oh right oh that's right but i mean i don't trust i don't trust that at all like <laughs> it's over for now because he doesn't have like a contract to make another one. right right um when someone says like hey let's get a new no more heroes uh and here's the here's how we pay for it that then you make another one 
Bandai Namco is celebrating 5 million downloads of Pac-Man 99 with a new free theme. Players can download a Namco Classic 7 theme now. Um, have you been back into Pac-Man 99? No, I think not since it released. Yeah, me neither. They've added all these free themes, um, and occasionally we're reporting on them here, but uh, it's also there. it happens frequently enough that we don't really uh, mention it right. um, all the time. Uh, it, and it makes me want to like go back in, like nab all those things, and uh, play Pac Man looking a little different. I liked Pac Man ninety nine. Yeah, I don't me know why too. I didn't go back. Yeah. Finally, a reminder that Doctor Mario World is shutting down on November first. I guess uh, this might also re- serve as a reminder that Doctor Mario World is a game that exists, but only for a few more precious days now. So enjoy Dr. Goomba Tower while you can, because I have a feeling in, you know, like 25 years when Dr. Goomba Tower is brought back for like Mario Party or something, right. we'll all be celebrating because we'll all remember the uh, ha- house salon days that Dr. Goomba Tower. Halcyon? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that uh, Dr. Goomba Tower was in our lives. Um, I, I At this point, I, I do just want to like revisit our uh, list of the um, the rankings of the doctors in Dr. Mario World. Because um, you mentioned Dr. Goomba Tower. Hilarious. It's Goombas in a doctor's coat. Um, evidently, like, doing medical things, which is a scary prospect. Um, but uh, our top three doctors were... And we, we can do this now, right? It's it, Normally, I feel like we sort of, like, danced around, like, who our tops were. Oh, uh-huh. as, as to, like, make people go back and listen to the episode. But, like, look. <laughs> force them. Force them back. Um, but, look, Dr. Mario now is, uh, Dr. Mario World is no longer an ongoing concern. Therefore, the episode can no longer be an ongoing concern. So, our, our top three, and I just want to review these because I think we were just dead on here. Um, our, our number one, no, we'll start at number three. Uh, our number three was Dr. Baby Wario. And I believe he was there because the concept of a doctor who is a baby who is Wario is just so many times folding upon itself in levels of bizarreness that we can't but celebrate it. Absolutely. Also, he's got like a a magnet that's like a pill magnet or something. I want uh, Dr. Baby Wario to come back in something. Yeah. Oh, totally. Um, uh, Then coming in at number two was our Dr. Donkey Kong. Uh, And I think we put him there because it's like. You. This is when you like want the like sort of bully to advocate for you, right? Uh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I also feel like um, Doctor Donkey Kong would probably be really good at sports medicine. Yeah. Do you know oh, what I definitely. mean? Yeah. You have like a shoulder dislocated, um, mm-hmm. and he's just gonna pop that right in, no questions asked. Right. Well, and so like, do you trust him also for the physical therapy part of it, or I think does I he do. maybe push you a little too hard? I, you know, I think he pushes you hard, but that's how you get better, right? Yeah, that's a great point. Also, I bet he's had most of those injuries before. Oh, for sure. So he's like, oh yeah, no, I, you know, my whole arm was shattered, <laughs> and now look at me. And so you can use him as like you know, uh, a point of inspiration. Uh, and our number one is just Dr. Daisy, um, which I think is uh, warrants no explanation. Just right? good medicine. Just good medicine. Someone you can trust. Uh, well, rest in peace, Dr. Mario World. Um, I hadn't played it since like the week it came out. No, I thought it was a terrible game that I did not enjoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the first um, Nintendo mobile game to get shut down? Yeah. Because like... Yeah, I think everything. I mean, um, yeah, it it will be for sure. The like completely gone because uh, uh, Dragalia Lost still going strong, still going well, still going, still going. Right, has had enough. you know like its team reduced and so is um, 
going forward, not going to be releasing very many updates, but still exists. I think Dr. Mario World is the first one that's getting the, the cord pulled. I mean, I guess, uh, well, there's no... I feel like the, the reason that the cord hasn't been pulled on Super Mario Run is that there is no cord to be pulled. Like, it's just the content that exists. Yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, did I say Super Mario Run or did I say Super Mario World? What did I say? You said Run. I said Run? I yeah. did it right? Uh-huh. All right, Mark, let's close this out while I said something right. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, you can share it on Facebook or Twitter, wherever you share stuff. It helps us tremendously. When you do, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at NinCart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apitbetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying thank you for listening. Imagine a podcast. Now, imagine a musical. Now, imagine the two of them made one million babies. Well, you don't have to imagine it, because it's real, and it has a name. One Million Musicals. Each month, we bring you a brand new, original podcast musical featuring talent from across Broadway, films, and TV. You'll hear tales of spooky ghosts, Wild West shootouts, adventures on the high seas, and much, much more. One million musicals. Only a few hundred thousand to go. A Campfire Media Podcast. Campfire.